Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Long Story Short, the podcast. I'm Megan. I'm Wendy. And happy Tuesday, everybody. How are you doing, Wendy? Um, I'm okay. I'm yeah. okay. I'm okay. <laughs> another day. <laughs> yeah, another day. I haven't felt well um, the last couple of days, so not to be a Debbie Downer or anything. And I'm COVID free. I just don't feel well. <laughs> um, You're not in the room with anybody, so they don't need to. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well, a quick little bit of housekeeping. We wanted to let you know where you can find us outside the podcast. As always, our home base is our website, which is meganandwendy.com. And you can just click on over and cruise around and there is so much content. It's the middle of December and we're already starting to think about the new year. So if you're kind of ready to just like leave the holidays in the dust, we got you. We're we're heading that direction too. But you know, hey, we've got recipes, we've got gift ideas, we've got fun Christmas activities. So if you're still in it, we're here for you too. You can also join our Facebook group, which is Long Story Shorties with an I-E-S. And as Wendy always points out, you can just let us know that you're a listener of the podcast since you may not know which one's Megan and which one's Wendy, because you've never seen us. And finally, you can find us on Instagram, where we are, Megan and Wendy LSS. I like emails, too. (laughs) So send us your emails there. Um, You can send us your emails at meganandwendy at gmail.com. We do read every single one of them, and I think Megan has one today. I do have one I would love to share, and it's from Lene, who says... Hi, ladies. I just wanted to let you know how much I look forward to your podcast every week. I do not have the Hallmark Channel, but still enjoy the bonus Christmas episodes. I can totally relate to your perspectives and love the validation you bring. It will be an interesting conversation when Emily in Paris season two gets released. And yes, but first what needs to happen is Wendy has to finish season one. Yeah, I will. Maybe. (laughs) Maybe. Thank you very much, Lene. Those make our day. Yeah. Speaking of the holidays, quick little check-in. Sure. How are you doing on your holiday to-do list? Are you done shopping? Uh, almost. Like yeah? 99%. I just need like a couple little odds and ends. Uh-huh. A gift card that I can't get like at the grocery store, you know. So yes. I have to go out and do it like those little things. I need to wrap. I have not wrapped one present yet. Not one. I really want to bake too, but I just haven't found the time. During the weekday, it's way too hard. Not like during the weekday when I'm home because I obviously want to do it with my daughter. I don't want to just do it alone. Right. Um. But our weeknights are so busy right now just with like school stuff and it's like dark at five o'clock and I have a hard time finding motivation once it gets dark. I just want to sit on the couch and watch some TV. So yeah, that's where I'm at. Where are you? I am almost done shopping also. I just realized I have totally forgotten teacher gifts because this year is so weird. So I need to get on that very quickly. But other than that, I only have one other gift to get and it's for my brother and I have drawn a complete blank. I have no idea what to get him. And normally my go-to would be like a nice restaurant gift card for my brother and his girlfriend. And it just seems depressing to get like a nice restaurant takeout. So maybe you can use this in about six months. I know. I know, right? I'll get like a DoorDash gift card. It's, I mean, there's no, there's no novelty in that. So 
I do not know. I am drawing a blank. And all the dude gift guides are like grilling, tech yeah. gear, gym uh-huh. supplies. <laughs> it's just a repeat of the same stuff. Yeah. We did wrap all of the kids' gifts. Wrapping is my least favorite holiday activity. I don't enjoy it at all. But I'm glad to have the kid gifts done, and now I just need to do just about everybody else, which is a little bit easier, but I just need to do it. That's my goal for the next couple of days, is to not go into the final week before Christmas with wrapping. Because I want to, you know, my husband's off next week, my kids are all off next week, so Uh we have gingerbread houses and baking, and I want to just be able to relax and not feel like I have a to-do list hanging over my head. That sounds like a to-do list already, though. I know, but those, I agree, but those are fun things. And we have all of the supplies. Like we have the gingerbread houses, we have the baking supplies. You know, if we just have like a day set aside for each of those activities and then we, you know, lay around the rest of the time. Question. Do you use gift bags for gifts? Um. So I love a gift bag because it's very convenient. I just love the look of a wrapped gift better. So... <laughs> Like, I'll be honest, your gift is going to be in a gift bag. Oh. <laughs> Mostly it because Phone it, it in. is. Well, yes. <laughs> and because it's a couple smaller things and I, yes, it's going to be in a gift bag. And I know that you're not going to be judging me on my wrapping. But like, I wouldn't send a gift bag to my mother's house because my mom is the ultimate gift wrapper. So I feel like. I can't do a gift bag for things that go over there. And my husband feels very strongly that it is much more fun to unwrap a gift than it is to take it out of a bag. So oh for God. all the kids and oh, his gifts. Oh my I goodness. Wrap. I know. I don't. That's that's too much pressure. That is I don't too much expectation. Care. Oh I care more about God. what's inside. Yes, and then you don't you do all the wrapping though? No, he does a ton. Oh, okay. So he and I wrapped the kids' gifts together. He'll wrap all of his family's gifts he's not good at it and he would admit that (laughs) but I used to care and now I do not because it's done see in my house I wrap every gift for everybody except for my own gifts which are usually in bags now I'm not shaming my husband like it it just is what it is he hates wrapping gifts but he will put it in a bag and make it look pretty so um I always make sure that I have to like save a stack of bags for him, yes. <laughs> you know, when it gets yes. down to the wrapping. So he, he has something that he can use to wrap my gift. Otherwise, yeah. it would be in an Amazon box. <laughs> so tell me how your mood has been. Are we in a better mood? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, shit. It just kind of sneaks in. I don't know what to do about it. I think this is just me. I think I'm just a Grinch. I'm not grinching about the holidays. No, I'm still enjoying the holidays. And uh, we've done like, driving around to look at Christmas lights and I still am looking forward to certain aspects of the holidays and we're watching all of our standard Christmas movies and those I still enjoy. You know, I said to my husband the other day, I said, I am never alone. I really miss being alone. And that's not a comment about how much I love my children or my husband because I enjoy their company, but I am the kind of person who functions better alone if I'm trying to get my own things done and there's a house full of people. Yep. I'm not very productive. Even if, you know, my kids are 10 and 13, they're not underfoot. 
I think other people can relate. It's the constant interruption. It's the they'll walk through the house and they'll go, where's mommy? Like, they don't actually need me. They just don't see me and they need to know where I am. I'm like, she's gone. (laughs) You know, being alone requires leaving the house and leaving the house isn't really that fun anymore. Well, totally, because like going to Target used to be like my happy place, even just to like walk around and look at things and get a coffee. And like that is so not enjoyable. It's so stressful now and um, and depressing because if you've been in a Target lately, the shelves are empty. Like it's not enjoyable anymore. So I understand. I just think I'm in a place where I just need to power through the next few months. (laughs) I feel like there's a light at the end of the tunnel. But we just need to get there. Me too. And I've been saying this all along. Like, this is temporary. This is temporary. I know it's been nine months, but it's still temporary. Yes. We will get our alone time again. Well, I mean, and for a long time, it didn't. F- I couldn't see the end. I knew it was temporary, but there wasn't an end point. You know, we mm-hmm. didn't really know what the end was going to look like. And I feel so hopeful with the vaccine rolling out. I That gives me such a feeling of hope and like we're working towards something and it's not just this nebulous it has to end everything nothing lasts forever mm-hmm. it feels like there's a concrete endpoint so that's very helpful to me even if yes we're still months out it's months it's not the rest of my life yeah well uh speaking of um covid i know we're not really speaking about covid but how do you think uh what do you think about some of our local restaurants defying the closing orders I feel torn about that because yeah. on the one hand, there's no assistance coming for these businesses. And so I think what I wish people who were out in the streets marching to defy the orders were doing is I would rather they channel that energy and call the representatives and contact people and demand relief for these small businesses that have been struggling for nine months now because I understand how hard it must be to be a small business that is not allowed to operate at 100%. I can't even imagine the stress during the holidays, especially that that would put Mm -hmm. on you. And at the same time, you know, some people are doing it and they are listening. And I don't envy these small businesses. And at the same time, I don't love the loud and proud shouting of the defiance. I hear you. Yeah. What do you think? Well, like you said, my heart hurts for the small businesses, especially the small non-corporate owned businesses, restaurants. Like we have a a local spot that we go to often for lunch and this is not not an ad. It's just a shout out. It's it's called Skimmers and it's in Mission Viejo and it's like a family run sandwich place and it's really good and we love it so very much and they are struggling. Um So it just makes me so sad. Like I try to order out from there as much as I can or go pick it up or whatever. But it it's it's hard to see like there are actual real people behind these businesses and that it is not good for them. So I just oh, it breaks my heart. But I hear you about like the out loud and proud on social media saying like we're going to stay open and we're going to do this and whatever. It's like, okay, well. I don't, I don't know. I'm torn. I'm really torn about it. Okay. On a lighter note. Yeah. I watched a great movie last night. Tell me about it. It is 
on Hulu. It's called The Happiest Season, and it stars Kristen Stewart, Mackenzie Davis, and your BFF, Daniel Levy. I freaking loved it. I have heard such mixed reviews about this movie. I haven't watched it yet. I would like to watch it because I think there's some people in it that I love, but the the negative reviews have been that one of the girls is borderline abusive in the way that she kind of treats her girlfriend and hides her and abusive is a strong word Um, and i think it came from people who experienced similar trauma and who felt that they couldn't be themselves with their family and so it kind of ignited those feelings. Obviously, I haven't seen it. I don't really know what I'm talking about. These are just, this is my summation of several tweets that I have seen. Okay, so for everybody who hasn't seen it, it's basically about a gay couple who go home to one of the girl's families for Christmas. and But the girl, she's not out to her family. So her girlfriend is described as her roommate and so they're hiding their relationship and um it's very hurtful to the girlfriend because she wants to get married and you know start their life together but the girl who's not out is you know appearance is very important to her family and um perfection is very important and her dad is running for like city office or something so you know there's a lot of things in play but i just thought it was really well done as an outsider who is not have experience with that. So I enjoyed it. I loved the writing. I loved the actors. I thought it was really, really good. Well, it has a great cast. And the funny thing to me is I would not describe myself as a Kristen Stewart fan. But the previews of this made me want to watch it for her. She was (laughs) so great in it. I thought she was so great in it. Let's talk about dudes and how they just need to sit down. Oh, the Jill Biden. <laughs> Dr. Dr. Jill Biden. And why did the Wall Street Journal... Okay. I've read some thoughts on this. Go ahead. So basically what happens is this man who, I don't know his name and I'm not that interested, basically says, hey, Jill Biden, and calls her kiddo, don't use the doctor part of your title because, I don't know, it makes you look above everyone else. This woman who worked her butt off to get a PhD. There's plenty of people who are not medical doctors who use the doctor title. I don't think it's that confusing. I think that's also part of his messaging. Like, you're not a doctor who's going to save anybody's life. Oh my God, give me a break. (sighs) Look, I think we should all be allowed to shout our accomplishments from the rooftop and be proud of them. And she is a doctor and she is a person who believes in the power of education. And she's going to be the first first lady to retain her job while her husband is in the White House, which I love. It's going to Oh, be I a- didn't know that. Yes. And I think it's going to be a totally different take on, you know, the first lady's responsibilities. I am so excited for it. She's a teacher. I happen to love Jill Biden, so I took this very personally. I just don't understand. Like, to me, it feels so dated that this man would be like, you need to drop the title because you're not a medical doctor. It's not like there's not X amount of professionals out there that don't have a doctor title. You know what I mean? 
what this did for me is sometimes I think we're living in an advanced society. Sometimes I think like we did it right. We elected our first African-American female vice president. We are moving forward. And then I am reminded that there are people who still think that women need to sit down and take a back seat in this mm-hmm. case to their husband's accomplishments. And we've got a lot to do. And I think the best thing she can do is just continue <laughs> to be the kick-ass doctor that she is. Yeah. I know. That's so stupid. It makes me so mad. I know she responded, I think, via tweet this morning. This morning she said, Together we will build a world where the accomplishments of our daughters will be celebrated rather than diminished. Yes. She said it perfectly. All right, everybody. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back with a supersized Megan and Wendy approved. This episode of Long Story Short, the podcast is brought to you by Celestial Shell. And if you are looking for beautiful items that will make you want to bust out your own sewing machine and realize that it's better just to let the professionals take over, this is the place. Michelle makes beautiful coffee sleeves, fabric bins, book sleeves, face masks. They're all incredibly well made. She has beautiful fabric, a great attention to detail. And if you use our code, which is LSSFRIENDS15, you'll get a discount in her shop. Again, that is celestialshell.com. And of course, that link will be in our show notes. All right, everybody, today we thought since we're nearing the end of the year, we would do kind of a year-end Megan and Wendy approved supersized edition. So we have several categories and we're going to share our favorite things in those categories, starting with Wendy. Yeah. Your favorite show of the year. I've been watching a lot of TV in 2020, <laughs> as I'm sure you have too. And I think we might have the same answer. My favorite show was Ted Lasso on Apple+. Plus. So good. Mine was a tie, but Ted oh. Lasso was one of my top two. It was a surprise favorite for me. Tell me. Well, Ted Lasso, I mean. Oh, okay, I just, okay, okay. You know, like, I, I am not a funny person, so sometimes comedy <laughs> doesn't, like, I don't know. Like, I think Jason Sudeikis is funny, but I also think, like, some movies that he's in. Was he in Horrible Bosses? I think so, Yeah. Yeah. Like that kind of movie, sometimes the humor goes too far, right? I'm like, okay, <laughs> haha, there's cocaine in your butt crack. Like, I don't understand. <laughs> like, I'm just not funny enough. This show is such a dry level of humor that I, like, I laugh so hard. I love the casting in it so much. I've said it before, but Brendan Hunt is an absolute genius on the show. I feel like this is the role Jason Sudeikis was born to play, like this goofy football coach from Kansas. Yeah. I loved it. I mean, and it is what we needed in 2020 at that time. I thought it was going to be like a goofy, like, stupid sports show. It, it just was so much more than that. I just loved it so much. I need more of it. Yep. Cry, it has been approved laugh. for a season two. <sighs> I hope they're working on it. Now, the show that it tied with for me is a very different show, but I couldn't leave it off my list, and that was The Queen's Gambit on oh, Netflix. I enjoyed it very much as well. 
I did not think I would like it. I'm not. I enjoy the occasional drama, but I didn't think it would be my favorite show of the year. And then everyone was talking about it, and I thought, "There's no way this show can be as good as everyone is saying it is." And it lived up to every bit of the hype. Yeah, it's I really liked it. So beautiful to watch. Mm-hmm. I know absolutely nothing about chess. You do not need to. I was fascinated. And towards the end, I thought, there's no way they can provide a satisfactory end to this show. There's nothing they can do. What could possibly happen? And the final episode was perfection. Blew my mind. I didn't, I don't know why I didn't see it coming. I feel like I should have. I thought it was incredible. Her clothing is amazing. Mm It wasn't it. And in the end, someone pointed out to me the final scene when she's wearing that white coat with the hat. She's dressed like the queen. The piece. I never realized that. I didn't either. Oh, my God. But the whole thing is so beautiful. I loved it. Good choice, Megan. What's your favorite beauty product of the year? Okay, now I have a tie. Okay. Okay, so my first one is the Bobbi Brown Hydrating Eye Cream. Oh. I know. I took a masterclass with Bobby Brown, <laughs> you know, masterclass.com yes. uh, earlier in the year. And um, now she doesn't own these. She sold her, um, what is it called? She sold her um, cosmetic brand. Yes. But she uses them in the masterclass. So um, I was like, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try this eye cream. It was like highly rated. I bought it from Nordstrom. I love it so much. It's a little, you know, pricier, but not like outrageously expensive. Um, It's just a really nice little pot of eye cream that like doesn't leave the under eye greasy or I have really dry under eyes. So I I love it so much. Was the masterclass a skincare or a makeup masterclass? It was a makeup masterclass, but they also have a workbook that comes with it. So it has like a, you know, suggested products and that's one that's in there. So yeah. Hey, guys, if you're listening, this is not sponsored, but a last-minute masterclass subscription would make an amazing gift. They have everything from, Mm -hmm. like, how to play basketball to how to produce music. It's amazing. Yeah, I love masterclass. All with, like, leaders in the field. Mm -hmm. I have to spend more time. Because I have a a year subscription. I have a couple months left on it. I need to spend some more time over there. Okay, so my other item is the total... Oh, it's, it's made by... And I think it's pronounced color science, but it's spelled C-O-L-O-R-E-S-C-I-E-N-C-E. So there's an an extra E in there. Yeah. So I'm just going to go with color science. But it's it's the Total Eye 3-in-1 Renewal Therapy, which is kind of like a... um, it's not an eye cream, but it's like a prep before you would put on your like concealer. Especially, well, I thought it was a concealer. Mm, no, no, I use it under my concealer. Okay. It has a a peachy tint to it, so if you have dark circles, it helps eliminate that. I have okay. terrible under dark circle under eyes, under eye dark circle. What are they called? I have them. Anyway, um, that is my favorite go to beauty product. I do not leave the house with either of those on. My beauty product favorite of the year, I have actually shared this in a previous episode, I believe, about skincare, and it is the Tatcha Kisu Lip Mask. And it's one of those products that as I'm using it, I 
think that it's great, but I also think, well, there are other products that are just as good. And now that it's gone, I used it for about eight months. It lasts a long time. I am realizing that it is actually the best product that I've used on my Mm. lips and I want it back and I have not repurchased it, but I would like to. It's a gel type mask. It comes with a tiny little wand to apply it so you're not dipping your fingers into a pot. It's meant to be worn overnight, but you can absolutely just wear it throughout the day. It just looks like a glossy lip balm, but it is fantastically hydrating. I love the texture more than anything else. I have been using the Bite Agave Lip Mask in its absence because I had a sample of that. And I like the bite mask, but it is A, not as effective, and I don't like the texture as much. So for me, the Tatcha is worth the price tag. I think it's $28, but given the length of time that it lasts and how effective it is, it is worth it to me. Moving on. Let's talk clothing item. Do you have a favorite? I have a favorite genre of clothing for 2020, and I think everyone can guess, but I have found a newfound love of the all-day sweatpants. Oh. <laughs> because what I used to do in my previous life where I left the house most days, so I would get up, get dressed, leave the house, go about my day, and about four o'clock when I'm home for the day, change into comfy pants. Okay. (laughs) Now what I do is, you know, for the first, I don't know, five, six weeks of the pandemic, we all spent all day in our pajamas. Like nobody got dressed in our house. And then I got very tired of that. Like the novelty wore off. It was not fun anymore. (laughs) Just spend all day in your pajamas. I felt disgusting. And I was like, I'm going to get ready for the day. Except I find myself doing is I get ready from the waist up. (laughs) So I have like, you know, a sweater or sweatshirt on and I do my hair and do my makeup. And then I put on sweatpants. And if I need to leave the house, I'll throw on a pair of jeans. (laughs) And it's a quick change. (laughs) Yes. So I'm fully ready. I can leave the house, change out of my slippers and my sweats. And I have several pairs of comfy pants. I think the old navy joggers are where it's at. I love them. They come in every color. They have kind of an active wear material, but I also like their French terry soft and cozies. Give me comfy pants. I just can't wear those because I just don't think they're flattering on... Of course they're not flattering! (laughs) (laughs) That's not my goal. That is so low on the list of priorities for house pants. House pants. Okay. So, no joke, I have written down here pull on pants. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So, tell me how that's different. Okay. So, I typically live in jeans. I am so uncomfortable in jeans these days because they don't. Because, come on, I have gained the quarantine 15 or whatever it is. So, my jeans are not comfortable anymore, and I don't want to live in them all day long. So I started purchasing pull-on pants with an elastic waist. Sure. I am so embarrassed to even admit it, but like, holy hell, they're so comfortable. Okay, my... Where are you getting, like, are they like denim pull-on pants? Do they no, no, mimic no, no, no. jeans? No. No, okay. no, 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 no. They are cotton. I have two. I I purchased them both from Stitch Fix. I am a Stitch Fitch. Oh. I am a Stitch how do you say it? Stitch Fix subscriber. Wow, yes. that's so hard to say. Anyway, the first one that I really, really love is by Studio Blue, and it's called the Emma Midrise Jogger, but it's a cotton pant, so it's not like a athletic sure. pant. The other one that I have is by North Face, and it's called Aphrodite Motion Capri. That one is more athletic wear type, 
I wear them both all the time. They're my favorite go-tos. They're both in black, so they're easy to go with anything. I love them. I don't want to quit them. Yeah, so you are wearing the same thing I'm wearing. I mean, you're wearing a <laughs> jogger. You're just wearing like one step above my old navy jogger. I just don't look good in a baggy sweatpants. Well, they're not baggy because they're joggers, so they have a tapered ankle. They have a little bit of shape Uh, to them. I don't know. I might have to check them out. (laughs) You you might be convincing me, but I might need to try them on first. And they have a wide waistband, the ones that I have. They don't have like a thin, cinched waistband. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? That makes a difference. But look, I will tell you that uh, the goal of my pant wearing is not to look good. Um, (laughs) I do think they're cute, but I don't think anybody's thinking, damn, Megan looks good in those sweats. (laughs) There's there's nobody thinking that, and that's okay. I'm actually wearing jeans now, but I'm wearing like a – these are my very loose-fitting <laughs> jeans that used to be way too big, and now they fit just right. Oh, oh my so. God. When I go to pull a pair of jeans in my closet, I have to look at the, the tag to see which – I'm looking for the fat jeans to put on. <laughs> you know what I mean? Hey, I'm, I bought myself for Christmas a matching – like top and bottom sweatsuit that I'm so excited to open. Oh, no. day. I can't oh my god! Wait. What is happening? What is happening? It's it's, it's really cute. I'll take a picture. <laughs> okay, so we don't seem like the laziest of the laziest. Well, I at this point. What's your favorite way to pass a little time? Do something for yourself. Oh, this is real lazy. <laughs> it's. I'm in a deep watch of uh, Gilmore Girls right now, and I'm obsessed obsessed. I can't wait to be left alone so I can turn on Gilmore Girls and just run away to Stars Hollow. Um, My me time that I wish I had done more of because every single time I sit down to do it, mm-hmm. I enjoy it. And I've shared this on an episode of the podcast before, but our, our art classes with Timry and I need to do it more. Every time I do it, I think, why not you do this more? And then it's another month before I do it again. I know. It's the same with me. And for me, it's because I don't want to like set up the stuff because I put it away every time after I use it. Me too. We'll leave a link to Timory's classes in the show notes and you can sign up for her Patreon, which will give you anywhere between one and three classes per week. And what's been really fun is in the number of years we've been taking classes with Timory, it's probably five that we've been going there I've never done a Christmas class because we always say we're going to and then the holidays get so busy that finding an evening or an afternoon to go over there is really hard and so now she's doing all these really adorable holiday paintings and if I would just set up my station I could have all the Christmas painting well what's awesome about it too is she does live stream it but you always have access to it so not always but it does expire after several months I think you don't have to do it at the same time she's live streaming it is yes. what the point I was trying to make. yes do you have a favorite book of the year okay so early 2020 it was my goal to read and you're gonna laugh two books a month <laughs> I know That's you read lot. two books a day and that fizzled off in like April like sure. I just couldn't couldn't wrap my brain around it so I'm going back to early in 2020 of the books that I read what I liked best and it was probably Jessica Simpson's open book that was a great one I went back and looked at my Goodreads for the year to choose and that would would definitely make my top 10 that feels like a hundred years ago that I read Mm -hmm. that book and it was so funny because as I was reading it so many people on the internet loved that book and in my circle of book reading friends I think it was a great memoir 
Did you see they're making a fictionalized show, semi-fictionalized show about her life? She got, like, some major production deal. Choosing a favorite book for me is not something I can do. I read 78 books this year. I couldn't choose a favorite. I was looking at my list, and I will tell you, I will tell you a book that I've recommended to a lot of people and I really enjoyed, and that is the, the book called Beach Read, and maybe I should have. Emily Henry is the author of this book. And it's one of those books, like, it's kind of a little on the nose, right? Like, we all, all summer long, we're looking for beach reads. And it is like that. Like, it is a fun summer read, but it has a little bit more depth than your typical beach read. I really enjoyed it. I, it's one of the books that I would highly recommend to people. People are like, what book did you read that you enjoyed this year? I know I say this every year that I want you to, like, <laughs> make me a list of books I should read. I really don't need to because we you write these posts for our website of like your favorite like books of the year. Are you gonna do one this year? Sure. Your favorite. Anyway, best I of twenty twenty. I should just like go back and look at that. Yeah. You know? Well, you should read Beach Read. I would recommend it. I know we don't always have the same taste in books, but it's not YA. I like it YA. Has a little bit of steam. I like that, too. All right. It's time for your favorite movie of the year. And this is such a sad category in a year that nobody has been to the movies. I know. I tried to ask my husband. I said, do we have a favorite movie we've seen this year? And he, he like, pulled up, like, the uh, Netflix and, like, was, like, looking back. And oh. I, <laughs> No, I cannot come up with one. I do not have a favorite movie of the year. I bet you do. And I bet it's the same as mine, which is Hamilton. Uh. I wouldn't consider that a movie. It was going to be released in the movie theaters. (laughs) Uh, Okay. I loved it. I watched it the weekend it came out in July. I, yes, I will say yes, I agree with that, but I don't, I don't consider it a movie. So, well, I would suppose that is semantics. It's my favorite movie of the year. I don't know that I've seen a movie in the theater in the first couple months of the year. I was trying to look online to see if what was released this year, but I don't think I saw a movie in the theater. Me neither. Obviously watched several on Netflix. I thought it was incredibly well done. Obviously, it is just a film version of the staged production. I wasn't sure that I was going to enjoy it. Wendy and I have both seen it live twice, and I thought, Mm, is it gonna be good? It delivers. Oh, totally. They did an incredible job filming it. I think one of the best things about it is part of the problem with Broadway musicals and Hamilton especially is it's really only available to a select group of people. A, Mm -hmm. you know, it's in New York. Yes, it tours. So you have access if you're in one of its touring cities. But tickets are so expensive. Even the base price for Hamilton tickets before people go nuts reselling them is so high. And the fact that you could bring this beautiful production into the homes of everybody for the price of a $7 Disney Plus subscription, Mm -hmm. I think we should do it with more musicals because I think there's such great content out there that's only available to people that can pay hundreds of dollars in tickets to take their family. That's a great idea. Yeah. Why aren't they doing that? I mean, they did it. So, you know, they did it with Rent, but that was a movie version of the staged production. So it's not. Yeah, no, I want to see the staged productions of the 
musicals. And I don't think it takes away from the musical. I don't think anybody who was planning to see it on stage is now thinking, eh, don't need to. (laughs) Because I think the beauty of live performances Mm -hmm. still exists. I would absolutely see it again, even having seen, seen it already and seen the movie. I think making Broadway performances accessible to people in that way is something we should do more of. Okay, so hot tip. If you've never seen Hamilton or are not familiar with the soundtrack, I would highly suggest you turn on the subtitles when you watch Hamilton because the singing, especially from, um, is it David Diggs? Is Mm -hmm. that how you say his name? Yeah, Um, David Diggs. It's so fast that sometimes you can't understand what he's saying. So if you have the subtitles up there, then you get the point that he's trying to make. Yeah, I think your first experience taking in all of the information from the show, I really think you need a couple exposures to the soundtrack to really get the whole thing. But having the subtitles on while you watch is a great tip. Hey, did you see they just cast him as Sebastian in Little Mermaid too? Yes. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Did you have a big ticket purchase this year that you're super glad you bought? Okay. I do. But I'm skirting the line here a little bit. It was like last December. Okay. (laughs) It's a sleep number. You used it all 2020. A sleep number bed. I used it every night of 2020. Most every night. Now, is it split down the middle so you and your husband have separate numbers? Is that how this works? Yes, it is. (laughs) It's amazing. Yeah, I love it. Um, That's interesting. You and Dak Shepard with your sleep number beds. Oh, I didn't know. <laughs> Does he? <laughs> they advertise it. I don't know if he actually oh, uses one. I, I really love it. Like, look, you know, all those things that they say, like you're in your bed, how many hours in a year or your lifetime or whatever. Um, We spent a lot of money on this bed, <laughs> like a stupid amount of money. But I love it. I love the versatility of it. When I snore, I can just like adjust it. Or if my legs hurt, I can adjust the bottom. Like I love it. Do you have a big ticket item? I really had to think about this. I, it could be that I'm forgetting about something. The one thing that I think that I've spent a lot of money on this year is a new phone and I'm quite pleased with it. I went from an eight which didn't even work as a phone anymore. Oh my gosh. I could only use it on speakerphone or with headphones. Like I could not just pick it up and talk into the phone. And even my husband, who's not techie, was like, you need a new phone. (laughs) Especially because this year I've talked on the phone more than ever. And the camera's beautiful. It's I have the 12 Pro, which is slightly smaller than the 8 Plus, but the screen is bigger um, because it kind of goes edge to edge. Mm -hmm. And I put a new loopy case on it, which is my very favorite case in the world. Um, We have a code um, that will get you 10% off that we'll leave in the show notes. It's really great to have a phone that works. (laughs) So I have... I'm still rocking the eight plus. I haven't had any. I haven't had any problems with it. It is starting to slow a little yeah. bit. I have noticed, especially in texting. I mean, yeah, I think a new phone is in my future as well. All right, let's uh, let's. We have a category for 2020. Do you have a favorite face mask? It's so funny because I was going to ask you about this the other day because I don't love any face masks. And I'm not Mm -hmm. sure that there's any face masks that I would ever love. Mm -hmm. Simply because I don't really like 
the feeling of wearing a mask. However, the ones that we consistently rebuy and that I wear the most often are the universal thread from Target pleated masks, not the ones that have the seam down the center, but the pleated version fit my face the best. I find them the most comfortable and I continue to purchase over and over. So I'm not a fan of the one that has the seam down the middle because I think it makes me look like a duck. Yeah, they're <laughs> kind of like real pointed down the front. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I I haven't used the universal thread ones. I'm actually a fan of the old navy ones. Like you said, the pleated, the pleated style. For me, I just like that they have a large variety. They have seasonal ones. They're cheap. And most of all, they're not so tight on my face that my lips don't rub. That's my biggest pet peeve if my uh-huh. lips are touching the mask. Like I need well, my lips to move freely. And the new versions are adjustable. So I don't know if you have any of the newer ones, but now they have the little adjustable toggles. Uh, I don't know if I do. I don't think I do. And they have some really cute holiday ones. And I actually drove past an Old Navy the other day, but there was a line out the front, so it was nope. not worth going in. <laughs> um, so I will not be getting an Old Navy holiday mask. But I always see those five packs, and they have cute patterns. So Really cute ones for kids, too. Oh, my gosh. I've seen some Valentine's ones But the ones kids' already. ones don't, unless they've resized them. I bought a pack for my daughter, who's 10, and they are way too small. Gotcha. But they do have really cute kid patterns if you have younger kids. All right. What's your, of all the projects you've taken on this year, what's your favorite? So I've thought about this. I really haven't taken on that many projects, but the one project that I'm most proud about, well, I have two. This is a tie. The The one I'm really proud about is my commitment to write postcards to voters in swing states. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It took little effort and I could do it in my downtime and I got the result that we wanted. So I'm very proud of myself. But a tie is this podcast. I'm so glad we started it. I am too. That actually is mine. But now that you say that, I am proud that I I volunteered for the DNC. I did text banking, which is slightly less time involvement than the postcards. But this is the first time I've ever been involved in a political campaign. And it felt great, even when people yelled at me <laughs> over text message. <laughs> and I think, you know, getting involved, there's so many great ways to do it. And I think I will absolutely do it in the future. But yes, this podcast, I'm proud of us. We've talked about it for a long time. Yeah. And to go from having an idea to creating it and launching it. And now we have 18 episodes out there and we're not going anywhere in 2021. It's been fun and it's nice to have a completed thing in front of you. Yes, agree. I will tell you. So if you guys are regular listeners, you know that we record from our closets, respectively. And every time I walk into my closet, I go, oh, I can't wait to sit down and put my podcast equipment up in here, you know? I... I enjoy I enjoy it from start to finish. I enjoy like talking about what we're going to podcast about. I enjoy sitting down to podcast. I like listening back to it. I like getting feedback from people about it. I like waking up on podcast days knowing that there's a new podcast we've put out there. Yeah. All right. Well, since this was a full episode of Megan and Wendy Approved, we don't have a final Megan and Wendy Approved segment because you got so much of it. So we wanted to say that this is our last main podcast episode of 2020. We will be back on January 5th with a brand new podcast episode. We also have 
our Girls Gone Christmas episode coming out this Thursday, and it is a double episode since that's our last Hallmark recap of 2020 as well. So we hope you'll tune in for that. You can always catch up on old podcasts, follow us on Instagram, and we will see you on Thursday and then again in 2021. Have a great week, everybody. Bye. Bye.